Welcome to That's Orgasmic, a podcast discussing the orgasmic and not-so-orgasmic moments of all things sex, relationships, and mental health. I am your host, Emily Duncan, and I'm a sexologist who provides online sex coaching sessions to help you cultivate sexual wellness. Before we jump into today's episode, I just wanted to let you know about my live show I am hosting on the 24th of August at Piano Bar Geelong. This show will be featuring sexologist Bridget Scholes and we're going to be doing an exploration into your orgasmic desires. We're going to break down what desire is and also delve into arse play, BDSM and also different relationship dynamics, exploring non-monogamy, sex parties, threesomes, just really delving into our deeper desires. So if you've been looking to explore your desires, then this is the show for you. This event is sponsored by sexual wellness brands, Madame Dahlia, It's Normal and Happy Whole. We have seven different giveaways on the night and the first 15 people to arrive also get a free gift. So that is super, super exciting. If you want more information about the event or to buy your ticket, follow the link in the show notes. Today, I'm joined with Deborah Kagan, who is a speaker, author, mentor, and mojo recovery specialist with years of practice being a turned on woman. She supports entrepreneurs, small business owners, consultants, creatives, and the career oriented to tap into their innate power and connect with their mojo, a source of true self-esteem. So welcome to That's Orgasmic. Oh, I'm so excited to be with you, Emily. I, like I can feel the orgasmic energy. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm super excited to chat today. Honestly, first question that came to mind, I was like, we need to talk about being a turned on woman. Yes. What is that like? What is it like? It's it's the uh, to me, it's the only way to be. Um, it's spectacular. It's exciting. It's uh, gives you enthusiasm for life. It. There's a vibration, you know, that you feel. It's really being connected to your life force. And that's what I call your mojo. Um, so when you are turned on, it's like that inner mojo switch is now on and you are the one who gets to control the dial. Yeah, I absolutely love that. Do you have any advice, I guess, then for people wanting to tap into that? Like I know in your book, you talk about energy and you know our mojo and that everything is energy. How can we tap into that sexual energy and I guess even find it for those who feel like it's not even there? Yeah. And you know what's interesting? I mean, I started all this because I felt like I completely had, quote, lost my mojo. And that's what, you know, the women who come to me, whether it's in my mentorship programs or to my events or, you know, read my books, um, they definitely feel like they've lost their mojo. Here's the good news. You already said it. Everything is energy. So we're born with our mojo. It is, it's in you right now. You've never, it's never gone away, but it's like, think of it like a volume dial, right? So the volume dial can and will go down because of stress, because of life transformations, sometimes because, you know, it could be mental stress, physical stress, uh, health stress, any kind of stress definitely affects your mojo. Um, so there are many, many ways that the dial goes down. The important thing is to know how to turn it back back up. 
And so the, the, the place to start is always recognizing and having the awareness that you are now disconnected from your mojo. And I think, I mean, do you experience this? I think most women, and we're in different generations, but, you know, certainly in my generation, most women have gone through a time where they only felt like they were living like in their heads, in their life above mm-hmm. the neck, as I call it. Do, do you experience that? Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. There's definitely times when I notice I'm so not in tune with my body, so not in tune with my mojo. And when I am tapped into that sexual energy, everything flows and you can feel such a difference when you're not. Exactly. Exactly. And this is why, you know, I started the work that I do almost two decades ago now. And I think let's start with just the mojo four pillars in general, because that's the Mm -hmm. foundation of everything that I teach and everything that I do. And so mojo, it's a good four-letter word. I mean, I love lots of four-letter words. We were just saying before we recorded, you know, one of my faves, Kant. (laughs) Kant, love it. (laughs) Right? Kant, fuck, you know, it's like, they're just, there's so many good four-letter words and mojo is definitely one of them. Um, So the four pillars of mojo, and this is the, the system that I created. And I share this because when you know these four pillars, you will always have an access to reconnect with your mojo, no matter what's happening, no matter where you are, you literally can just pick one of the pillars and go there. So the M is mindset, right? We have to get our heads screwed on straight. And I love, you know, you just said, Hey, when I'm connected to my sexual energy, most people, what do they think of when you say sexual energy? Horny, just feeling horny. Right. And like, that, yeah. Right. That's not what sexual energy is. Yeah. Right? Sexual energy is literally it's life force. There's an amazing, amazing book called Think and Grow Rich by a guy named Napoleon Hill. Now, this is about having a you know hugely um, abundant life. It's not just about making money. And there's a chapter in there where he talks about sex energy, sexual energy, mojo, life force. And he says, those who do not have the mojo will never be enthusiastic nor inspire others with enthusiasm right? And so just by understanding and having the correct mindset about what sex energy actually is, what mojo actually is, um, you know, what your uh, connection to your, your, your own, um, you know, uh, life force is, all the rest of that, really knowing a st- and having a strong mindset, I like to call it a mojo-licious mindset, right? This is the first piece because we all Look, we all have the itty bitty shitty committee in our head, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, like I love that I have, the itty bitty shitty committee, <laughs> <laughs> right? I call it that, or it's like the heckler. Right? I mean, there's yeah. just everybody's got it, and this is part of getting a hold of your mindset in a way that is empowering to you, your life, and what you're up to. It's part of being a turned on woman. Because here's the thing also, if you have, if you got a shitty mindset about what it means to be a turned on woman, you are not going to be a turned on woman. Because there's mm-hmm. those thoughts that are in there going, no, no, bad, turned on woman. Ooh, how could we do that? You know, I'll be labeled a, oh, another four letter word, slut, right? Oh my God, <laughs> imagine. <laughs> So, and I'm all about, I'm like, let's create a whole world of like, I like to call it the elegant slut. I mean, it's fantastic. So in any case, M is for mindset. That's the first pillar. Then there's the O. This is what I call your oracle. Now, this is your life below the neck. This is our bodies, 
And I call it the oracle because an oracle is an all-seeing, all-knowing, it knows everything. And our bodies have the wisdom and have every experience you've ever had layered in the body, right? Cellular memory, athletes, you know, you would talk about that all the time. You've got muscle memory. It's got, I mean, everything you've experienced is energetically, again, it's in your physical body, the good, the in-between, you know, and the not so good. And so the really important piece is to get into the oracle, connect to the oracle. And our mojo, this life force, this sexual energy lives in our second power center. And I write all about the power centers in the new book, Undressed. The second one is between your belly button and your pubic bone. It goes from the front of the body to the back of the body. All the power centers go from front to back. And... That second one houses our mojo, right? So if you are not embodied, really connected to your rental vehicle, I call it a rental vehicle too, right? (laughs) This oracle, like, I don't know how long we're going to have it for, but we're Mm -hmm. borrowing it for this lifetime. And and so we got to make sure that we're connected to that, that source of our energy, that creative life force. And that's low in the body. But what happens, right, and unfortunately, so many women all over the world have gone through traumas or uh, Mm -hmm. gone through assaults, you know, and this, rightly so, sends you outside of your body. So in order to, again, be that turned on woman, to really, really claim your erotic nature, it's about getting into the oracle. And once you do, I mean, my gosh, your mojo just instantly turns on. It's like that, that switch is just, it light, it lights up. And the other thing that, you know, you become magnetic, right? All of a sudden it's just like, oh, I don't know. Sometimes even you just need whatever it might be. I mean, it could be something small or it could be a big thing, whether it's, you know, a personal thing like, gosh, I, you know, I'm looking for this. I don't know. The first thing that's popped in my mind is a tablecloth. Don't ask me why. Maybe I'm thinking about a dinner party. <laughs> but all of a sudden, you know, the next thing you know, you know, you're running some errands and the perfect one, it's like right there. You didn't have to look yeah. for it. Right. Yeah. But yeah. so it's a, it's a very simplistic example, but that's the kind of synergy that occurs when you are embodied. So it's the second mm-hmm. pillar of mojo, this oracle getting in the body. The third pillar is the J. And this is what I call joining with the different roles that you play in life. This can be super fun, of course, in the bedroom, but it's incredibly empowering in your day-to-day. Like you're not just a a host of this show, right? I mean, you have a Mm. whole business, you've got your personal life, right? You have different professional roles. Oh, my different, yeah. Oh, my different hats. Right? So, but what happens is most people, again, they will live out of one or two usually a professional role and a little bit of a personal role. But then there's like the artist in them. There's the mojalicious woman in them. There's the, you know, uh, writer. There's the painter. There's the gardener. There's the adventurer. But all of that gets shoved in a closet under a rug and eh, not, you know, somebody said it wasn't so important. But basically, without all of that, you'll wake up one day. And this usually tends to happen, what I see in the women I work with. And it usually tends to happen in your somewhere in your 30s or maybe you know early 40s but you'll wake up and go like mm-hmm. where the fuck did i go you know because when we're younger we have more access to all of those flavors 
and life starts to get in the way and either somebody shames us for parts, uh, you know, one of those flavors and one of those roles, um, or we just decide that something else has become more important. So it takes the main stage. Mm. But when we are disconnected from the roles, we don't feel turned on. We feel like there's something missing and we feel like we're lacking full self-expression, right? So yeah, it's about this third pillar of joining and really reconnecting to all those different flavors and different roles that you have. So the last pillar of mojo is what I call the or, uh, the oasis, and this is your environment. And it's about creating a space, a home, an office. I live in Los Angeles. We drive a lot, so even in our cars, right, to create these spaces that fuel you with mojo instead of deplete you, right? Because our environment has a massive effect on our experience. Uh, and that, it's so fun because so many, um, and I specifically serve women. And so the Oasis tends to be like the first one that like women will get really excited about because it does give you more instant uh, gratification. Right? You can see yeah, results absolutely. very quickly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so these four pillars are, you know, again, they're the foundation of everything that I teach. Uh, and they're definitely a great way for you to really reconnect and turn your lights on. I absolutely love that. And I think the first thing that came to mind about everything you just said and discussing sexual energy is that this is sexual energy for you. I think when people think of sexual energy, they think of it in a partnership or with their partners and, you know, wanting to be sexual for them. I have clients come to me because their desire is they feel is low or not high enough for their partner and they think that's their sexual energy. And I love that this is this is about you and how you can connect to your sexual energy. And you don't even need a partner. You don't even need to be having sex. You can Mm-mm. connect to this in every aspect of your life and bring it forward. And I love those four pillars because, as you said, you can choose which one you want to work on. And they are so diverse and, you know, different aspects that you can tap into. Because, as yeah. you said, environment, that's an easy one. I looked around at mine and I was like, fuck yeah, I really need to spice mine up. Like, <laughs> I was like, the, the rest of the house is fine, but my bedroom, I'm like, oh my God, no, like, what am I doing? And yeah. I, you know, when I first moved into this, I was like, this is temporary. Now I've been here for 18 months. And I'm like, okay, I need to actually get my, yeah. prioritize myself here. Yeah. And that's, you know, and that totally is what can be what happens for so many people, right? Um, and the environment is either sometimes the first thing to be uh, handled or it can just sit and go by the wayside for years and years mm. and years and years, right? But that energy yeah, then gets stuck, you know? Um, it's interesting because I love also that you're bringing up that it's like for yourself and by yourself. And this is also, I'm going to give a little sneak peek if I can. Yeah, go for it. Absolutely. This is, this is the new baby. This is the new book I Undressed. I love the cover. Oh, thank you. I'm so, so excited about it. So Undressed, um, it's an invitation to claim your erotic nature. And I really did write it for women and the people who love them because it's about, you know, for yourself, by yourself and to yourself. I... Mm Absolutely believe, and I have lived like I'm 52, so I've lived a, I've lived a bit of life at this point, you know. And so, when you know yourself, when you give to yourself, when you fill up your cup first in any and always, and you're coming from a place of overflow, that's when everybody benefits. Everybody benefits, and. 
And so Undressed is really written in this way to explore yourself in a really safe manner, in a very comfortable manner. Yes, it is specifically about sexuality and spirituality, because that's the thing about the energy. I'm really a huge advocate for making sure that we, you know, the two energies are already combined, but to help the mindset of people all over the world to realize that sex and spirit are connected. There's really no difference. And when you get that, your orgasms, your, you know, your pleasure, again, with yourself or with a partner, becomes so much richer and so much more fun and so much more fulfilling when you reach different heights than you've ever mm -hmm. had before. Yeah. Mm, absolutely. And that's one thing you do in the book so well is bring together the erotic and spirituality. Like you do it mm. so beautifully and there's such Thank a place you. for that. And so many people don't even, I guess, think to connect the two. And although like casual sex, one night stands, they can be so charged and so erotic and you can have that connection. Yes. There's also such a... um such a difference when you build a strong spiritual connection with somebody else and just the way that sex unfolds like mm -hmm. I'm currently going through that at the moment where I've been dating somebody for six months I'm like I've forgotten what this feels like when you really deeply connect on that spiritual level mm. and there's times when you're having sex and you can really feel that energy transfer mm -hmm. and it's just such a different experience to I guess you know that that one night stand that you you have after a night out uh, but I want to I want to give like some props to a one night stand because again this is a mindset piece and it look this takes time and cultivation because uh, you know I'm all for whatever's going to make you feel good whatever you mm. know is fun for you and whatever's consensual right so uh, one night stands though if you are coming from the mindset that you're sharing energy not only are you getting hot and erotic and sexy and fucking and sucking and doing all the fun things right but if you're in this mindset that oh there's another soul right there's another energy in that rental vehicle called this awesome body that i'm getting down with for some fun tonight you change the vibration of that hot one night stand and it actually becomes more fulfilling Mm. yeah definitely yeah. I there's one that comes to mind for me instantly there was one where there was just so much eye contact and I feel mm. like eye contact is often something that's missing in yes. one night stands at least for mm. me especially because like you know in my 20s a lot of people don't want to be seen in that way and I just remember there was this one night and there was just so much eye contact and I just hadn't had that in so long and I was like I did not realize how deeply I could connect to somebody that I didn't even yes. know yes. and then never see them again like yes. you know and they it sticks with you forever Yes. And look, here's the thing. I mean, we, I mean, look, when you are going to be having sex with somebody, you're exchanging energy. Yeah. You just are. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So yeah. you might as well bring it to that next level, even if it's just by, again, you connecting to that, the level of energy consciously, because it's going to make it a cleaner experience. You know, I, Look, there was a lot of years when I was younger and I, I, I had a lot of sex. I was looking for love, um, you know, in my early years. I, I, the first time I had sex, I was raped. So I had a very skewed understanding, you know, of, of what sex really meant and what my body was for and how mm -hmm. I was supposed to join with a partner. I really have had to unwind all of that over, you know, many years. And I did that 
um, in my teens and, and, and in my 20s. And then once I started doing this, you know, the work that I do, it was, you know, it was just so beautiful to, to understand that when you, when you even do have that kind of exchange, to bring your consciousness to it in a different way will make it, I'm going to say, and I'm putting this in air quotes, but I make it a cleaner exchange because everybody you intertwine with, and particularly when you're having sex and when you're orgasming and, you know, all of that heightened energy is happening, like you're picking up their stuff. <laughs> you know mm, what I mean? Absolutely. So energetic hygiene I don't talk about it a lot in the book, you know, but I definitely talk about the energy and how to regulate and work with um, your seven power centers and that alone. And I do teach you practices in the book that will help keep those centers open and cleansed and, you know, in a state of a very high vibration, right? A high frequency. Mm -hmm. So that those are really good lessons because, you know, we all are going to end up having uh, a moment or two at some point in our lives where it's like, yeah, okay, that was a little, that was a little, I need to go like take extra showers, you know? <laughs> I was like, yes. okay. We that, yeah. Yeah. yeah, we, you know, it, ha <laughs> it happens and that's okay. Cause you know, it's part of, it's part of the journey. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's the thing. It's a journey. Being yes. Your sexuality, your sexual power energy. It is a journey and mm -hmm. like, like even me looking back like 12 months ago, it feels different to how it feels now. Um, how so? Which is beautiful. It's just, I feel like now I'm very much more, more tuned in yeah. and I'm not trying to suppress it. I think I have gone through flows, especially becoming a sexologist and being a professional in the field. It sometimes felt like I've had to dial down my mm. sexual energy and the way I express it, because one way I express it a lot is through the podcast and verbally. And yeah. I started to feel like, oh, is this professional? Like, are we? am I meant to be talking about this as a professional? Yeah. And in literally the past month, I've just gone, fuck it. I was yes. like, if I get shamed for this, fuck it. If someone doesn't want to work with me because I said how I like to have sex or an experience, fuck it. Like, mm. I don't care. Like, this is who, who I am. And, like, I have a live show coming up. Um, in two weeks and I had one in November last year and in that live show even like what I wore was it, I felt sexy in it but not really sexy I wanted mm. to be, you know be professional because it was also a business launch and you know I didn't I said this is going to be the last time I kind of talk about personal stories but I still you know it's a business launch and then this time I've gone you know what I'm going to tell the stories about me. I want to wear lace. I want to wear something raunchy, black, mm. something that makes me feel really sexy and yes. be a sexual being up there on stage. And I have the confidence to do that because I've, I've just gone through the motions the past 12 months, I think, trying yeah. to find yeah. how to fit in the world with this sexual energy. Um, and I feel like I'm finally like finding that mm. place. I love hearing that. That's fantastic. So exciting. So exciting. Yeah, absolutely. I can't wait and to I see the outfit. Yeah, yes. I currently we had one that come up my ass was completely out. I was like, nah, that's a step too far. <laughs> um, but yeah, anyway, I would love to talk about a concept you bring forward, which is daily check-ins with your pussy. I think so many people are closed off to this this area of their body and their pussy, and they, you know, they don't even think to think about it. Um, and I see it even in meditations. You, you know when they do the, the body scan? And mm -hmm. they go, go to your stomach and now to your thighs. Like there's this whole area of your body that doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. And I think that 
this ties in beautifully with obviously sexual energy and power and tapping into yourself. Are you able to, I guess, like just elaborate on what this looks like and how and why we should be doing it? Yes. Well, I, this is one of my favorite things to talk about. I actually, you know, my business, when it started many years ago, I affectionately called it the Pussy Power Posse. Um, It was before its time. So that, that, that name did not go over, you know, very well. Um, I can imagine. (laughs) And I I still love it. Right. And, you know, it's interesting. The etymology of the word pussy is, um, gosh, it goes back, I think to the sixth, 1500s, but around the late mm-hmm. 1600s and early 1700s over um, in uh, in England, they used to use it as a term of endearment. So girlfriends would say to each other, oh, you know, hello, pussy. It was just like saying, hello, dear. Right. Mm-hmm. And I and I absolutely adore that. Um, and it does mean a soft pouch. That's actually the original. It's a Oh, I think it's um, a Germanic word, uh, pus. Yes, that came uh, so pussy. So it was a soft pouch. And I just adore Mm -hmm. that word. Um, So in terms of connecting with your pussy, let's just talk about why it's important. All right. Because again, your source of mojo is literally low in our bodies, right? And there's wisdom and information that only your pussy has. It is like, it it, it truly is the epicenter of your oracle, like the all-being, all-knowing sense of intuition. I mean, we call it a gut feeling. That's fine if, you know you're a penis owner, you know, but if you have a, if you have a vulva and a vagina, of course we like to, I like to call it pussy. Um, If you have that, this is what you want to tune into. You want to get in touch with the information that she's trying to tell you every single day. Like she just knows when something is off or when something is on or when it's time Mm -hmm. to just pause. Right. There's like, I feel like, you know, even if you just begin to get in touch with the full breaks, right? No, that's a stop. Go forward, you know, putting the pedal to the metal, like that's a yes, keep going. And then there's the just, we're pausing. If you can start to uh, understand those three signals, you're going to be in so much better shape in terms of making decisions in your life of who you want to date, who you want to have sex with, what you want to, frankly, sometimes even what you want to eat, like truly. So what I love to do This can be done first thing in the morning or last thing at night before you go to bed. Literally, and it's, you know, and I I call the introduction in the book this, but literally like say, hello, pussy, you can take your hand and just cup your vulva, right? Just put your hand, cup your vulva. I'm like, let's do it right now. You know, just Mm -hmm. like cup our vulva. Just, ah. Oh, and I honestly, just now my whole, I felt like this clunk. Uh, in a like rooting down, sinking deep into my body. Cause she's like, Oh, thank you. Thanks for remembering I'm here. Right. Mm-hmm. This is a very simplistic way to do it. And, and I do talk about this in a couple of the exercises in the book. We will start with just connecting, saying hello, you know, reintroducing yourself to yourself. The mm-hmm. thing that is amazing, right, is there's still so much shame around our genitals. So much shame. And I know this comes, of course, from how we were raised and society and culture and 
porn and ads, like if you think that you don't look, you know, the same way that, you know, women look in porn and all this sort of stuff. I mean, it's become, it's, it's just very upsetting to me that so many, uh, pussy owners, right. Are think that there's something wrong with themselves. So again, just cupping yourself will is, can be a radical act for some people. And that's great. Start there, right? Just even hold your vulva and take one deep belly breath, right? Just see what that does for you. And then, you know, we can start to move on from there. Uh, and what I love to do, and I was just doing it a little bit earlier before we started this <laughs> recording, um, was pussy dancing. Yeah. And, it. you know, and pussy dancing is you can do it however you want. The basic gist is you are naked. You are looking at yourself in the mirror. Your pussy is just out. She is free, right? She is just letting you know what's up. And you simply get to start moving your body. You get to feel your body. You get to get in your groove. I love to just put on shuffle, you know, like on my Spotify and see, see what comes up. And mm -hmm. every single time, it always does me right. And, mm -hmm. and this is going to also get you into a space of accepting yourself, tuning into yourself as an erotic, sexually alive being. And you're probably going to find yourself living a little bit more turned on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I love, yeah. love doing some pussy dancing. I have these big mirrors in front of my shower and I used to do it all the time before I had a shower or whenever I got some really good news, like whenever yes. something worked my way or something, I'd have all this energy come up and I would just go and dance like erotically to myself, feel my body. Like there's just something about running your hands like mm. up across your arms, your chest, your breasts, wherever. Yes. And just fully tuning into yourself. And I used to love doing it, especially when I had these really high, you know, high charges of energy. There was yes. just – just, there was something about it um I absolutely so love love to do it uh, yeah and I've been doing it probably for like the past 12 months and I could just feel so much yeah. sexier yes. and so much more accepting of my body too because you yes. just learn to love your body when you're staring yes. at it especially if you practice affirmations at the same time yes like yeah yes and that's, that's also, yeah, I, I love that you brought up affirmations because also in the book, right, in each section of each of the power centers, there are affirmations, right, to say mm -hmm. to yourself before you start yes. doing the practices. Yeah. 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 So I love yeah. that you do that. And you know, it's interesting that you said, hey, I do this when I get like good, uh, good news. Um, there's a dear friend of mine and she lived in Senegal for quite a long time. And the women there, uh, whenever they would have a sale, right. whether, whatever wares they were selling, whether it was, you know, a lot of, uh, there were oils and incenses and, you know, maybe they were selling even, you know, uh, things that they grew in their gardens, but whenever they would make money, they would take the money and they would rub it on their pussy. Right. As oh, amazing. This, yes. As this like yeah. success. And okay. Yes. Like I am grateful and abundant and, you know, we're, we're going to really receive this and let's keep going and have more. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's, it's like, yeah. it's all of that kind of energy. I mean, the magic that we possess as pussy owners is when I really it's start insane. to think about it, it's insane. It's like so yeah. exciting. It's so exciting. I know. When you tap into it, you're like, oh my God, this was here. Like, what have <laughs> I been doing? Why did nobody teach me this? 
Exactly. Well, you know, yeah. why did they teach us that? Well, it's uh, yeah, thousands and thousands they, they don't of want years of repression. <laughs> they, they don't want, yeah, yeah, which is why I want so, I, I mean, that's why what really gets me excited about getting this book undressed in the world is so that there are more women who are unleashing mm. themselves, right? Who are tapping into this power because I mean, ladies, <laughs> like we, you know, we all really need to step up. Like there, there's, we're needed. That's it. We're just needed. Yeah, absolutely. We're needed. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, one thing I'd love to touch on, because you talk about it in your book, is about like being a woman trapped in masculinity. Mm. And then I guess how that presents when you're dating. And like, I have felt this before. And I just, yeah, I'd love for you, I guess, to touch on, I guess, what that what that is because some people obviously don't probably aren't sure on masculinity versus femininity and how you can embody both of those um and then I guess how that as a woman how masculinity can present in yourself I guess when dating and yeah obviously there's there's pros and cons um but I guess when we need to maybe step out of that masculinity yeah yeah and this is you know it's so interesting just because of languaging right I mean this is um I, we haven't yet discovered better words, masculine and feminine. Mm-hmm. They're two qualities yes. of energy. All right. I want yes. to be real yeah. clear about that. It is not about gender. Everybody has both masculine and feminine energy. This is a huge topic um, in the mentorship program that I run and every event I teach. This is always a very, very big topic because, you know, and this was my path as well. There's really been the masculinization of women for the last 50 plus years. And Mm. some of it has been good because we needed to advance and we needed to kind of like, you know, pull up our, you know, big girl panties and do it like Mm. the guys, right? So we could have rights and we could do all this. Yeah. However, it's not really working in, you know, it's just not. So how you know that you're running masculine... I want to step back for a second just to qualify um, what each of these energies are. Masculine energy mm-hmm. is the is the A to B. It's the direct. It's the analytical. It's the drive. It is the very penetrative energy. It's um, it's very linear. It's what gets shit done. Okay, it's really important, and we all have it, and we all need it. Mm-hmm. Feminine energy is circular. It's uh, wave-like. It is all places at all times, and it's just everywhere all at once. It's kind of like the multiverse, right? Um, and uh, feminine energy, it does, it lives in our bodies, okay? And our masculine energy lives uh, up above our neck, all right? So that's just where they're located for the most part in our physicality. So again, everybody has it. Now, you know when you're running masculine energy too much because you're basically living a completely stressed out life. You are have r- no real connection to your body and you feel very hard and you feel very protected. And um, the, the, you can tell that because you, there's no sense of uh, softness in the front side of your body. And you know what that looks like is not trusting the world, not trusting people, um, feeling like, you know, everybody's out to get you. Uh, These are the ways that you know you're just running too much masculine energy. You can also, by the way, be running too much feminine energy. And that's when everything is (laughs) 
all over the place. There's zero structure. You know, nothing's getting done. Everything feels super frazzled. Um, you know, uh, projects, uh, tasks are completely left undone. And you just feel incredibly untethered, right? Like there's mm-hmm. just no mooring anywhere. That can be really challenging as well, right? So we do need, I think, in our modern day life, and this is what I, I help so many women with, is navigating between the two, right? Like, for instance, I run a business, okay? Um, so if I did not have any masculine energy or didn't tap into it, nothing would get done. I couldn't have written my book also without any masculine energy. I needed to sit my ass down and have specific times that are you know, a a container. And then within that container, now my creative, now the flow can happen better. But with no container, the feminine gets out of control. Mm -hmm. And with, um, you know, with too much constant container, the masculine uh, overtakes. Okay. So I hope that makes sense. Yeah, Yeah, that makes Um, perfect sense. And uh, and especially in interpersonal relating, right? Again, this has just screwed us up royally because I think it's great that women can do anything and everything. But somebody in a, a relationship is going to be the majority masculine energy holder and someone's got to be the majority feminine. Now, you're both going to swap. It's not like one's going to only be one and the other's only the other. But to have a juicy, interesting, polarized, dynamic, orgasmic, right? Like you need you need that play of the energy. So, uh, and again, many women come to me to deal with this. It's like they don't know how to drop into their feminine when they're going on a date. Because if all you know is you've just been like doing it like the dude, you know, running my masculine energy, I like to call it I'm in my work, 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 work mode. (laughs) Because when you're in work mode, it's good to have masculine energy. Mm -hmm. But then when you're going to go out and have some fun or you want to be, you know, um, on a, a more intimate level and you, most women do have a more feminine essence then it's important to tap into that feminine essence when you're going out, whether it's a date with a new person or, you know, your partner of 10, 15, 20 years. Because when you're in one energy, it inspires that other person to be in the polarized, that opposite energy. But if you're showing up with your masculine, I can do it. I can open the door for myself. I want this for dinner. You know, it's like, we're going to go here. And you just have all of that lead it's uh it, it's it's just not very sexy mm, no absolutely and I feel like I've definitely experienced that in my dating I feel like I was always the one having to plan the dates and you know even ask for the date and I just wanted a different type of dating you know like I just kept feeling like I was um yeah just not being able to tap into that feminine energy and just relax and feel yeah. held yes. and have my energy held and feel safe. 
Um, so then when you do finally find it, it's like, oh, like, what is this? I, it can almost feel a bit uncomfortable too at the start. It's like, I yes. feel like I'm having to open up and be more vulnerable than I was expecting. But then when you do have that person that can hold that space for you and that, you know, can take charge and just mm-hmm. let you be yourself and open up, it is beautiful. I love that you just said that you are so beautifully tuned in. And I, and I really appreciate that because it is uncomfortable at first deeply uncomfortable. And even look, there's still times for me where it's deeply uncomfortable. I, you know, got to really like readjust in moments. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's also a beautiful barometer if you're getting to know a new lover um, for how this person does interact, right? It's not to shame them or make them wrong. But if that's what you're wanting of a more polarized um, uh, situation, then it's a great way to see who this person is and how they respond. You know, and here's, here's a great way for the ladies that do want to tap more into the feminine. I mean, number one, certainly get into your body. Being in your body opens that up in, in new and beautiful ways. And again, there's all these gorgeous practices in undress to be able to support you with that. Um, And also it's your languaging. So instead of like, I think, or, you know, this is the way I want it, like start to talk about how it feels. Ooh, it would feel really good if, right? So if you begin to start to share your thoughts through the language of feeling, this is a language that then can inspire someone to step up and meet you with their masculine energy. Because the feeling space, that softer space, right, that more vulnerable space, that is uh, the language of the feminine. Mm. And again, it's feminine yeah. energy, right? So it doesn't matter what gender you are, mm. you can utilize uh, these tools and techniques. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Mm. Um, I think people definitely benefit from hearing about that because I think especially when dating and, you know, exploring exploring just your sexuality everything it can feel mm-hmm. confusing navigating the two I think having language that even if feminine and masculine doesn't feel right for you there's other words out there that will that will work for you um, yeah I guess yeah exploring that it's kind of now, like yin would, and yang <laughs> yeah yeah exactly yeah. yeah I would love to know what is something that is orgasmic to you oh how much time do we have <laughs> <laughs> I mean, (laughs) there's, I mean, there's just so much. I, okay. The first thing that popped in my mind, um, I am a real sensualist. Okay. Mm -hmm. So the senses are the gateway to me for orgasmic energy. I particularly love food. So I have been known to have many, many, many mouthgasms during, um, Mm-hmm. going out and having meals. Uh, so to me, uh, just a beautiful bite of something that has interesting flavors and different layers to it. I do. And I advocate for moaning when you eat, because again, it, you're, it, it starts that vibration in your body and it lets your body know, oh, this is something to be enjoyed. This is something that we can have pleasure with. And honestly, it helps your digestion. Um, Mm -hmm. So to me, you know, I'm going to go with, you know, great bite of good food at the moment. Yeah, 
I love that. I love mm-hmm. that, especially the moaning part of it too. Anything yes. can be an aphrodisiac if we're going to add yes. some moaning in there and turn ourselves on. Mm. Mm. Absolutely. So I would love to also just, obviously you've mentioned your book throughout this, but touch on your book, when it's coming out um, and where the shaggers can find it. Yes. So it is uh, available for pre-order right now. And so I want to really encourage, I set up a whole bunch of bonuses for your listeners. Um, and those are at undressedbook.com forward slash Emily. And so when you go and you pre-order, um, there are these bonuses. So the one, which I've already been getting great feedback uh, about, because some people have listened to this, by the way, is the uh, VIP audio. And you can hear the beginning of the book because the book will actually land in your hands or in your lap uh, on October 24th. However, when you pre-order, you'll be able to hear the beginning of the book and I read it to you. There's also a daily confidence journal, which is full of excellent prompts to help you to begin to really connect with your body. Again, to get embodied, to begin to touch into your sensuality, your erotic nature. So when you read the book, you're even more available and more primed and prepped. It's like the perfect foreplay for you to get the big orgasm out of the book. Um, And then I'm also teaching a uh, live masterclass called Eros 101. And that's one of the other bonuses that you'll receive as well. Um, And this again, undressedbook.com forward slash Emily. Amazing. So where can the Shaggers find you and your content aside from the book? I do. I love to play on Instagram. So that's where I am the most at Deborah Kagan. And, um, you know, I too host a podcast, which I would love to have you on my show as well at some point. I absolutely Um, love that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the real undressed and you can listen to me there. And, um, and my main, you know, really through IG is probably the best way. You can just DM me. We Mm -hmm. can connect there. Um, and I'm, I'm very Googleable. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Very Googleable. I Google myself sometimes like, oh my God, I didn't even know that was out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's like, right. It's like very Googleable. <laughs> yeah, I love yeah. that. And I'll put all the links in the show notes. But yeah, thank you so much, Deborah, for coming on. This has been an amazing chat. Um, and I know it's going to be super valuable. I'm so glad you had me. And I really appreciate what you're up to in the world. Like you are definitely rocking your mojo. So thanks for doing that. As always, Shaggers, please reach out with any comments, questions, or stories, either through my Instagram at That's Orgasmic or my email, emilyduncan at thatsorgasmic.com. Please subscribe on whatever platform you use to listen to this podcast and leave a review for your chance to win a discounted session with me at Emily Duncan Sexology. So thank you, Shaggers, and I'll see you next time. (laughs) 